0: badland girls episode 25 our halloween special Ooh. i'm ria and i'm destiny and on this very special episode we have questions from listeners and friends on to ask destiny a real live practicing witch a real life... Pra- it's like you're a doll. You're not a doll. You're a real <laughs> life person. I don't know why I
1: I'm like that. am a whole ass human being.
0: <laughs> a whole ass human being who is also a witch. And, uh, but before we get into that, and we also have a tarot reading coming up today too, which is also very exciting. But before we get into any of that, Destiny, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. It's just been a week of, you know, watching scary movies and... Trying not to get too stressed out from work. Um, Mm. I'm really excited to talk about some movies here in a second. Uh, I have a handful to talk about. Glad Halloween is finally around the corner. Yes. Or as you're listening to this, it's today if you're listening to this on October 31st when it drops. So hopefully you're having a good one full of candy and scares and all the things that make you love Halloween.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How are you, Um, Rhea?
0: I am doing really... I'm doing okay. I had a little bit of an episode earlier, but I'm fine now. Good. And I've just been, you know, being kind to my mind as much as I can. And I do want to talk about this book that I just uh, read. Uh, It's called Lorna Simpson Collages. And it's a bunch of collages by this artist named Lorna Simpson. And she takes... Uh, I love her work because what she does is she takes like photos of women from Ebony and Jet magazine, and then she watercolors their hair. That's cool. Be This very beautiful, almost surreal experience. And then uh, one of her uh, projects was she has all these uh, black women and then using uh, science book pages. So like their hair is like geodes and like crystals and stuff. It's really cool. I've never heard of her before, but I love her collage work immensely.
1: That's cool. I'm going to
0: have to look her up. Yeah, I like it a lot. But yeah, I wanted to just plug that because I like, I, like to, I like that book. And I'm kind of getting into collaging myself, which I will talk more about next month. Because I haven't done much of it this month because I've just been face down on the floor but that's okay i also Uh, like
1: collaging yeah
0: it's very it's very soothing to me
1: yeah it's really relaxing to like touch all the paper and like cut it out and glue it down it's fun to arrange things in a certain order and i get a lot out of it yeah same but we'll talk about it more in depth i'm really excited to hear what you've been doing
0: yeah cool i'm excited to hear what you've been doing thanks But uh, let's get into our regulars and uh, let us have Destiny walk us through the last batch of movies that she watched for this Halloween.
1: Full disclaimer, we are watching, or excuse me, we are recording this on the 30th. So I only have uh, the last handful of movies here, but I do know what my 31st movie is going to be and I will reveal that at the end. Okay, so on the 26th, I watched the 2019 reboot of Child's Play. Mm. Um, I always uh, was against this movie, uh, just completely, uh, when it came out, because they screwed over Don Mancini to make it, the original writer-director of uh, the first Child's Play film. What did they do? Ugh. I don't even know all the details, but essentially they pulled, like, they just took the rights from him. Oh. So I, uh, didn't want to watch this movie, but I figured I should talk about it for the podcast. So... Hold on a second. I'm trying to find exactly what happened. Because I'm actually like... All I know is what M told me. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. He was supposed to... Like, he has a whole universe that he's already put these characters in. And then they're just like, we're going to reboot this. Um, It just wasn't fair. But it wasn't... The worst thing about it was that it could have been a good movie. Like, they should have just made a movie about evil Bluetooth... And left Chucky out of it. Mm, yeah. I heard that's what
0: it's about. And that would have been, that would have been interesting. I would have watched an evil doll movie that's not Chucky.
1: Right, or even, like, an evil technology movie. I don't know, like, the premise is really silly. I mean, okay, the original uh, voodoo curse plot that makes Chucky Chucky is really silly and eye-rolly and kind of problematic. So they couldn't do that again, you know, Mm -hmm. for a 2019 movie. So uh, they essentially just make it like, oh, a factory worker who is pissed off decided to program this one Chucky doll to be evil and then kill himself because he was getting fired and he was like pissed about it. And that's what makes this one evil. So he doesn't really have a personality. He's just technology. So that was disappointing. Mm. But I felt like the actors in it were having a really good time. I really liked how it was still full of blood and guts and cussing, but it was weirdly family friendly. If your family's okay with those things. <laughs> families like mine, families like Rhea's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where the eight-year-olds are watching bloody films. Um, yeah, like you could totally watch this movie with a... 13 year old of the right maturity um in my opinion (laughs) uh but yeah that's the kind of bummer like it could have been a decent movie and they didn't have to they could have just left chucky out of it that's my uh rambly once view of child's play 2019 (laughs) thank you then i selected to watch for the very first time 1980s cannibal holocaust
0: wow i cannot believe you watched that what did you think (laughs) i thought it was a snooze
1: oh really it's upsetting don't get me wrong and it's full of things that are very like hard to watch and uh that goes without saying but overall it's not very interesting (laughs) It's just the same old, like, violence against women, violence against brown people, yucky sort of, like, 70s schlock. It's just more of that couched in, like, sort of social commentary. But I don't know if the whole commentary really holds up. And I don't know. It was, it was just kind of like when you got over the sort of, what they were going for. It's its not that interesting.
0: Yeah, it sounds like uh, it suffers from the every Italian horror movie problem of just being really slow and boring in parts. <laughs> zombie. And I just, like, I don't... Zombie 2, or whatever it was called. Like, there are some at Italian least... movies that works for, and then there are some that it just does not work for at all.
1: At least zombie, like... Has some genuine like, uh, like moments where the gruesomeness is coming from somewhere like that means something. <laughs> At least what I remember. Maybe I'm totally misremembering this movie. <laughs> I was uncomfortable during most of Zombie, but um, Cannibal Holocaust is just like if you're gonna watch it, just be forewarned. All the animal violence is real. Mm. And the like other stuff in it is it's very realistic and it's Mm. very hard to watch um
0: yes uh they actually thought this was a snuff film because the director wanted it to seem like it was like a real documentary gone wrong like the first mockumentary or whatever and so he was actually some actors and stuff were called into court at the time because that's right they they wanted to make sure that it was indeed fake because he was kind of doing some behind the scenes work he asked the actors to kind of go into hiding to try and make it seem more real and i i, I think i can confidently say it backfired
1: <laughs> i would be surprised if somebody thought this was real but this is also predating like every found footage movie ever mm-hmm.
0: that reminds so it's me kind of
1: Oh, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, even though it's not, like, the best movie, it is ahead of its time in that regard.
0: Mm-hmm. That reminds me, uh, I forgot about this, uh, but Blair Witch had a a documentary about the making of the movie that was on a uh, sci-fi channel that was kind of a, a little companion piece to the Blair Witch movie, and it was basically... Oh, yeah. it was, It was cool, and there was also a book that was out that kind of you know, tied into the movie and, you know, was mysterious about this movie. It was kind of cool. I forgot that Blair Witch went deeper than just, than just the actual
1: film. I think I liked Blair Witch more than I liked Cannibal Holocaust. And I still thought Blair Witch was kind of boring. No, that's fine. <laughs> all right, what's next? Let's... Oh, next. I was like, okay, I just watched all that upsetting imagery. I want, something comforting i want something something new but comforting so i was like you know what is on the criterion channel right now is all the classic universal horror films so if you're listening to this on the 31st today's your last day to watch uh actually it's not your last day i think you have a couple more uh maybe another month to watch some universal horror um But I watched The Wolfman from 1941 starring Lon Chaney Jr. How did you like it? It was a good time. I'd never seen it before. It's not like amazing or anything, but, you know, you get all your werewolf tropes from it. So it's fun to see it in that respect. Mm -hmm.
0: I am a big fan of uh, because they are, you know, a werewolf. They're like half man, half wolf. I am a big fan of the werewolf that wears clothes and runs around on two legs, which was largely <laughs> forgotten after um, uh, an American in London uh, because that one was actually very, very wolf-like, ran on all fours. But I like the ripped clothes and two-legged, running around werewolf. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the werewolf and ginger snaps? I don't remember like it's been a really long time since i've seen ginger snaps and i'm trying I to think remember it was a, was a four four legged wolf
0: but you know i don't remember either cuz it has also been a super long time since i've seen ginger snaps as well so i'm not sure googling away to find out about the ginger snaps werewolf did it walk on two legs or was it a wolf like in wolfman we'll find out once destiny looks it up, and then we'll all know together, and it'll be a wolfy day.
1: <laughs> I believe from Google image search, it was a on all fours type.
0: Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense given the context of that movie.
1: Yeah, I don't know what my favorite. I think I like the more wild, uh, waking up naked. Covered in blood from your victims, uh, running around on all fours, werewolf.
0: Oh, okay, that's a good one too. That's a good one too.
1: <laughs> Just in the thralls of the moon, much like myself.
0: Yes, every day.
1: <laughs> that's why once in his review of the Wolf Man, in the thralls of the moon. I love um, that. twenty on the 29th I watched. Uh, Actually, what is becoming a favorite franchise, Scream 4. Oh, I haven't seen Scream 4 yet. How was it? I've seen it before. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's dumb in all the right ways. I think it's really smart in all the right ways. I really like how it builds on just sort of, well, tropes and how, like, you know, the fourth movie should work. Uh, I like all the celebrity cameos. Um, why am I blanking out on her name? Trudy from Mad Men. Uh, Alison Brie. Yes, Alison Brie is really good in this as a shitty person. Um, (laughs) there's an Anna Paquin cameo. There's, yeah, it's a good time. And everybody's there, you know, you got your crew, you got Dewey, you got Gail Weathers, you got Sidney Prescott, uh... Yeah, it's, it's got some great one-liners. I don't know. It's not a scary movie franchise by any means. And I definitely have just grown to appreciate it over the years for just being fun uh, mm-hmm. and really campy. So that's how I feel about the Scream movies. Cool. They just kind of build into greatness, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: And the last movie I'm going to talk about that I watched just this morning was uh, We Are Still Here, which is probably one of my favorite ghost movies. It's a recent one.
0: Uh, What's it about? I've never heard of it.
1: Ooh, okay. So Barbara Crampton and her husband have recently lost a son and they um, move up to this house in like upstate New York that's really just old kinda creepy. And then, um, they're like their their son was an adult when he died, and maybe there was some sort of accident. And the mom keeps feeling his presence in the house. And then they find out that their house had this like horrible history behind it where like a family was uh burned alive by a town and then all these like other things start happening around the town and uh their hippie friends come up to like Read the the energy and 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 sinister energy is afoot, and that is Ooh. what we are still here is about. It's a good time. Nice. Yeah, I like this movie because aesthetically it looks like it's made in the seventies, but it's not made in the 70s Like it's not set in the seventies. I mean, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a set in modern day, but it just looks really seventies without being like gimmicky about it. Just very naturalistic about it. Nice. I love I love shit like that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I think the twists are uh, surprising enough, and I, I think it is genuinely spooky in a lot of moments. It's a good one. Cool. Have you watched any movies recently?
0: I just have one to talk about. Uh, it's a movie I saw yesterday, uh, last night in Soho. Edgar Wright's latest film. Um, How is it? This movie was so fucking good. It just stars in my eyes. When I walked out of the theater, I did not like his previous film, which was Baby Driver very much. I just don't think it was for me, but he's back on. He's back on track because this movie ruled. I thought it was so cool. And uh, for those who don't know the plot, it's about a young woman named Eloise who moves from the country to uh, study at the London School of Fashion. And she doesn't fit in in her little dorm because she's you know a little lonely and weird and then she goes to stay in this uh this uh flat by herself in soho and then when she goes to sleep she starts to experience these memories and visions of a young woman in the mid-60s and her her uh desire to become a singer and the the young singer sandy is played by anya taylor joy And then things start to get a little bit more sinister as she starts to dream more about Sandy's life in the 60s. The whole movie is a huge love letter to London in the swinging 60s. And as somebody who spent much of their 20s just enamored with 60s music and fashion and culture, I I felt such a strong kinship with this movie. It had an absolutely terrific soundtrack featuring Sandy Shaw, Scylla Black davy d dozy mick and tick it was wonderful and it was genuinely spooky and can i just say so when anya taylor joy was cast as princess peach in the upcoming mario film somebody posted a picture of her from the witch on twitter and said the baddest bitch in the mushroom kingdom and i'm just gonna say anya taylor joy is the baddest bitch in cinema she's so fucking cool i love her so much and she ruled in this movie
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to have to see it. I didn't bother with Baby Driver because I didn't like uh, the one before that that much. Oh, okay. The World's End? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was really impressed with this film. It has his signature uh, Edgar Wright-ness on it, but it's also just a very moving story. And also, like, uh, Edgar Wright is really good at crafting a mystery. I thought that when I saw Hot Fuzz... There's a mystery buried underneath all those action movie references and stuff. And it's actually a pretty decent mystery. And this is the same. And I really liked it. This is also Diana Riggs' uh, final film role. It was the last movie she made before she passed away. So it was delightful to see her in this movie as well. I just really liked it. I thought it was so
1: cool. (laughs) Cool. I'm going to have to watch it. It sounds really neat. uh, I want to catch his Sparks documentary too.
0: Yes, that's, I keep forgetting about that I need to watch that as well I heard that anybody who watches it Becomes a fan of Sparks <laughs> That's fun Yeah, no, they're great on, I think that's on Netflix uh, I think it just dropped on Netflix Oh, okay, cool uh, But now let's go on to oh, oh ba- Badland, Girl, Badland Girl That's, that's my, my jam. jam Destiny, what's your jam?
1: My jam is A recent discovery uh, It's called For the Sun By Marissa Nadler Okay um, It's this sort of like She just makes like Pretty kind of folky Ethereal Americana Music and it's just Been like floating my witchy Boat lately
0: Nice I love to hear that
1: <laughs> What's your jam?
0: my jam is from cl's latest album that came out this year alpha and it's called lover like me and uh, cl rules she has been in the k-pop scene for many 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 years as to anyone and now as a soloist and her long-awaited solo album has finally come out and it rules it's great listening
1: that's awesome yeah Love it, but... my moody music with your K-pop,
0: <laughs> per usual, right? I feel like that's right. how it's been for the past few weeks. Um, <laughs> but it's let's a good get, time. Let's get into our vegan meat and vegan potatoes here. So, as you probably know, if you've been listening, we have been asking for questions to ask a witch because Destiny has been a practicing witch for how long? Destiny, uh,
1: since twenty nineteen.
0: 2019, Destiny has been a practicing witch. And so we thought we would uh, spend the focus of this beautiful Halloween episode asking questions to a witch and then doing a tarot reading, which I'm really excited about. And so I am going to be reading the questions. But before we get into the witch questions, I do want to read a question from M, who wrote to us. And it's just a general Halloween question that I think we can answer together. And M says hi first lo- first time long time i don't have witchcraft questions unfortunately but i do have holiday appropriate advice it's too late in for this year but i've not worn a halloween costume since i was an actual child and maybe someday i should try it again how do you all approach doing halloween costumes especially for someone who is anxious about it and isn't very good at thinking of ideas doesn't want to just buy an all in one costume off the rack for both taste and sizing reasons. Always pizza rolls, M.
1: Thanks for writing in, M. That's a good yes. question. My first instinctual advice, uh, instinctually, is that if you're kind of uncomfortable with it, you should look at clothes you already own and kind of go, Could I make a costume out of this?
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed uh that's like the best way to do it is is just like look at what you have and then see if you can make a costume out of it and some of my favorite costumes are just like I'm this person if this person dressed like this you know and oh I'm, yeah like kind of your own reimagining of of a certain character i think is fun
1: like one of the concepts that like really blew my mind Uh, and stretched kind of the boundaries of what I considered costuming was the concept of casual cosplay. Yes, that's the word. I couldn't think of it. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Um, Like, the idea that you could just, like, remix the costume. Like, I have a Sailor Moon wig and a leather jacket. I'm going to be punk Sailor Moon. Uh, I have a plaid skirt and some cat ears. I'm going to be schoolgirl Catwoman. (laughs) Just kind of try to be creative and have fun and don't worry too much about it being perfect or looking the best. Because usually, as long as people you can tell what you are, it's not going to, you know, cause any issues. Uh, you should always go for it.
0: Yeah. I honestly think just dressing in all black and wearing a scary mask is good enough. And I did do this for one Halloween. Uh, We were doing that Ten Candles game. Do you remember that, Destiny?
1: Oh yeah, that was around Halloween, wasn't it?
0: It was, and I think I just showed up in black jeans, a black hoodie, and then I wore this creepy baby mask I had.
1: Oh (laughs) yeah, the baby mask. Good times. that,
0: That was it. I mean, I love a good simple scary Halloween costume, and always the the easiest Halloween costume if you just wanna if you're willing to invest in a cheap cape. Cape, regular clothes, vampire teeth. I saw a kid doing it at Benson West, and she looked great.
1: You could do your clothes, a witch hat, one of those dollar store cauldrons. Yep. You could do, um, uh, oh, there's, I don't know, you could just get some face paint at, you know, Walgreens or something if you wanted to do, like, a Frankenstein Uh, wrap yourself in toilet paper. You can be a mummy. Mm -hmm. You could put a sheet over your head, cut holes in it like an old sheet, be a classic ghost. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of um, options. You just kind of have to look around and see what you already have. And then like the costume I'm doing for uh, this weekend is literally just two pieces I bought on Amazon to be recognizable along with my regular clothes. Like, I didn't spend that much money on it at all.
0: Do you want to reveal what it is uh, since this is our Halloween episode?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going as Maleficent.
0: Oh, wow. I can't wait to see this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got invited to a party late tonight. So I'm going to w- test it out and then, like, tweak it for tomorrow when uh, we have our party that we're going to be at together.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. And thank uh, you. I know you didn't say you said it wasn't your taste, but uh don't uh overlook getting a off the rack costume because a lot of them are a lot more stretchy than you would think. There was a co- when I bought uh, my snow white costume, I'm like this is not going to fit me. It fit me fine. When I tried it on at Mangelson's, Destiny can remember this. So. I do
1: remember that they are stretchier than you think but you know um, I think working with your own clothes is a good way to um, make sure that it does fit. yeah but if you're if you're going to you know thrift or buy a costume off the rack, just make sure you know your measurements and mm-hmm. and make sure there's a dressing room
0: because it's always good to like and if there isn't, just like take it out of the bag and just pull and you can kind of tell like, if it will give or not.
1: Yeah. Don't just pick up anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I just got my, my costume is off the rack this year. I just found uh, a simple clown costume. I'm going as Jamie Lloyd from Halloween four and five.
1: <laughs>
0: I love that. <laughs> so you my ass is going to be dressed like a fucking clown and I'm going to be carrying a pair of scissors. I'm a fucking kill everyone. Because Michael Myers infected me with his evil.
1: (laughs) That's a great costume. Yeah, Uh, I've
0: had it since like fucking August. I've been so excited to do it.
1: That is so funny. Oh, man. Mine just kind of came to me on a whim. I was like, I want to be something where I don't have to buy a whole lot. And I want to be kind of like wearing all black. And Maleficent uh, wears all black and she's a badass. So I was like, this is my badass year.
0: I love it. I can't wait to see it. We'll post some pictures on our uh, on our t- Twitter, so you can see.
1: And if you have a question for us about anything, gmail.com Yeah, I'm excited well, to get into this. I'm like uh, kind of nervous. I don't. I, I've uh, like I only sampled a few questions beforehand, and I'm already like, oh, I hope I. Do them justice. You will. I believe in you.
0: So let's start off uh, with a question from our dear friend, Tracy Mock. And she asks, is witch still considered a gendered term? Is coven? How does the male presenting and non-binary community feel about witch? Have trans women been welcomed?
1: In my particular corner of the internet and just... Uh, the consensus i've seen coven has always been well, like just historically coven's always been gender neutral uh which is gender neutral um all kinds of people are drawn to the craft usually it is the under trodden and underrepresented under underrepresented because uh they're claiming their personal power in like the only way they know how so uh yeah Let all the genders be witches. Love it.
0: And then a kind of... Oh, do you have some more to say? Sorry.
1: Oh, no, that was all.
0: Okay. And then kind of a question that... A more general question to kind of go along with this is... uh, Witches tend to get lumped into satanic panic, but aren't witches a different thing? Like, do you need to make a pact with the devil to be a witch?
1: Only if you want to be a witch who... Uh, works with the devil, (laughs) which there are some, but not all do. And um, you don't have to make a pact with anyone if, you know, that's not something you're interested in. Uh, The idea that there are witches going around killing people. um, I've only seen maybe one documented case of that where this guy murdered his kids in the name of like an entity and he thought he was protecting his children, but that guy was clearly not right in the head and needed help and wasn't actually like listening to his highest good when he did what he did. Um, But yeah, there are satanic witches, but I don't think it's like one of those things where they're out here hurting people. They're just trying to have a good time satan's all about accepting knowledge and bringing in hedonism if you want to bring that in things that feel good (laughs) i'm very pro-satanist uh not a satanist uh in fact I, i think there's a libertarian bent to it that keeps me from like completely uh embracing it but uh, you don't even have to do that to be a Satanist. I know that's not really what the question's asking, but no, you don't have to give in to any darker powers unless you're interested in those darker powers.
0: Okay. And on this topic, uh, how would you describe yourself as like, what kind of witch are you? Just a general witch or like a green witch or is there a green witch?
1: yeah green witches are a thing i am not a green witch because every plant i've ever taken into my care has died a horrible death (laughs) (laughs) just i have a black thumb literally and figuratively and it's just green witchery is not happening uh how do i define myself i used to say that i was a chaos witch which just is a term for witches who work with like pop culture and belief as a tool and sort of um, using things as they see fit to get what they want. But then I kind of got a little more like, I don't know, it it wasn't really having potency for me anymore. So I started looking into what like maybe ancestrally what was going on and I found Hoodoo. So I was working in that sort of paradigm. And now I would say that I am more of an eclectic sort of influenced by a lot of zen and chaos magic and hoodoo. Just sort of like a blend of folky kind of mm, chaos magic. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> There's not one term. I can't sum it all up in a pretty bow. I can't say like, I'm a crystal witch or something like that.
0: Okay. It's
1: just well, cool. not. Thanks.
0: All right. Our next question from is also from Tracy. And this kind of goes into a question from our, our youngest fan, <laughs> Riley. So <laughs> Tracy's question is, are potions just part of cartoony witch lore or do they have a modern, genuine use in witch culture? Have crystals taken the place of what potions were considered for in literature? And then going along with this, Riley's question was, how do you make potions?
1: As potions witch? potions are still being used. People make potions all the time. If you go on to, if you just type in witchcraft into Pinterest, you can find spells that you can make by putting shit in your tea. Um, you can, there's herbs that have certain properties that you can steep them and drink them. And that can be like your potion. Uh, and that's been in witchcraft historically since, as far as I know, the beginning, people have been drinking and eating things to make themselves feel stronger, sexier, uh, invisible, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, tapping into their higher power. Um, yeah, that that's that's definitely still a thing. Crystals are, have always also been used in the same regard. So nothing's really replacing anything. If anything, one is being used to enhance the other.
0: Okay. So and, you, said you, you said you put some in tea, but are there potions that you
1: don't drink? Um, there are potions, like, you can, uh, do something as simple as like charming your meds. Okay. And that could be a potion. You can, uh, mix in things to your cooking you can rub things onto your skin obviously things that are like safe with certain intentions and that can be a potion Okay. Um, like there's flying ointments and glamour magic you can do with oils and there's you know it's potion can be loose a loose term you can be loose with that
0: <laughs> okay I didn't know that's cool
1: And this is just all my personal perspective. I'm not coming from, like, a specific tradition. Like, I cite hoodoo and chaos magic because that's where I started. But, like, the specific kind of witchcraft I practice now, I just try to go for things that are potent for me personally. And um, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Just kind of as a disclaimer.
0: Okay. Well, I have two more questions for you. And they are both from our friend Rebecca. And they are both very specific. One of them is very specific to her. So I'm excited to ask it. And she asks, in 2022, should I get any
1: tattoos? Oh, hmm. All right. Let me tap into Rebecca's frequency. Yeah, you should get a tattoo. Nice. I I think you should do anything that makes you feel like more in touch with yourself. And if getting a tattoo makes you feel like stronger in any way, go for it. Nice. By the way, I already have the
0: next two tattoos I want plotted out. I just have to go to a tattoo parlor and get them. I have a
1: friend drawing up something for me right now. I totally, oh, tattoo time, please. Oh my God. What is it? Uh, Me and Nikki are getting matching Medusas. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, she's drawing it. Oh, cool. I'm really excited. Like, really excited. And then I got an idea. I might do like a movie monster. I might pick one out. Nice. Tattoos are so fucking good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they are. I need more. I only have one. And it's a matching one with Destiny.
1: (laughs) I only have three, but they're too small. They are pretty small. Well, that no, I think that Prince one's pretty big. Mm, it's slightly bigger than my first tattoo. Okay.
0: Okay. And then our last question from Rebecca is: I know that snitches get stitches, but what do witches get? Witches get bitches. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that makes me so fucking happy. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. And that oh, is a great. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say um for a potion if Riley is really just I need to make a potion. Start with a water base. Pick a day of the week where you feel like you're not going to be interrupted. Take make uh pour yourself a glass of water, put your hand over it and say it is with my will that this water now be a blank potion and you will you can make a potion that easily wow that's cool you just got to put as much as your intent into it as possible think really really hard about what you need the potion for while you're doing this and and if you do that focused enough it will work nice
0: All right, should we move on to our tarot part of the
1: podcast? Let's do it. All right, so how are we going to do this? I'm going to draw three cards and uh, the listener, like I'm going to tap into the general listener energy and then I'm going to draw three cards and they will just be the reading for everyone, like a general reading for everyone to see how their Halloween's going to go.
0: That's lovely. I love it.
1: All right. So I'm shuffling now. Uh, I'm using the True Heart Tarot deck, which was a gift from Rhea. Oh. Uh, the Tarot deck uh, by Rachel True from The Craft. It's a really beautiful, diverse, colorful deck with a lot of great imagery. And the ma- Major Arcana, she has, like, a cool story for every card about her life. Uh, and I learned a lot about her going through the Major Arcana with her. And she writes really good advice for the Miners. Nice. I just love that she is a real witch. Yeah, me too. I think that's cool as shit. Her is a Bulk. Who yeah. is that? Who else is? Fruza
0: Bulk. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. know. Yep. That makes that she used to own a, more cool.
1: She used to own a witchy store in, oh shit, I can't remember, LA, I think. But okay. yeah, okay, I'm drawing the cards now. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm getting some interesting... All right. Okay. So we drew for Halloween the 10 of Disks, which is... uh, Disks stand for the element of earth, and tens usually represent completion. Um, This is relating to stability the home, the family, sort of hearth and home, things that are focused around that. I would say that this means Halloween is going to be pretty cozy. Not a lot of people going out. Like if you are staying in, you're going to watch maybe some scary movies and spend time with people that you care about. Uh, I will be spending Halloween with people I care about and people that make me feel like, They're not my family, but they make me feel like I'm with family. So I'm definitely getting that off this 10 of discs. Um, Rhea will also be there. So uh, good vibes off of that. Uh, The next card is the Hermit, which is in the major arcana, which just means these are louder messages um, that you really should be taking uh, into account. So I would say... Uh, this card, the Hermit, represents solitude and sort of mm, going off someplace where you're alone to kind of just make some time for yourself uh, before you get into the Halloween celebration to kind of reflect on, you know, the last year and everything you've done and all your accomplishments and kind of remember people that you've lost since it is that time of year where we're doing a lot of thinking about the dead uh, spend some time to reflect on the uh departed the beloved departed in your life and sort of um how you can honor them uh on you know a level that's comfortable for you Uh, then we've got three of swords. Swords represent the element of fire and threes. I cannot represent, or excuse me. (laughs) I cannot remember off the top of my head. So give me a second to grab my notebook to look it up really quick. Okay. And the third card we have is the three of swords, which is kind of a darker card. Like if you pull it up and actually look at it, it's usually a heart with three swords going through it so we can already see that it's not going to be all sunshine lollipops and rainbows um but it will be sort of a place to like honestly take a good look at yourself and see what you can work through um like just looking at the ten of discs you do have a stable foundation underneath you And even though something might hurt or be scary or difficult or anxiety inducing, you have the tools to get through it. Like you've gotten through some hardship before. You're probably going to be fine with whatever comes next. I like that. Oh, okay, Yeah, Uh, that those are the cards. Ten of Disks, the Hermit and the Three of Swords. We're going to focus on our sort of. Uh, family, found family, literal family. We're going to look within and we're going to face our fears. Halloween.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's all about facing our fears. Now I feel like we can take on Michael Myers with this. <laughs> well,
1: that was fun. I've never read tarot for, uh, an unseen audience before. Well,
0: I think you did an amazing job. Thanks.
1: I appreciate so, that.
0: Uh, friends, I want to thank you for listening in to not only this episode, but also to every weekly episode we did for the month of October. It has truly been a joyful time. And I we will go back to our original schedule. So we will be back in November at some point talking about what happened at that Halloween party. Did Destiny go full Maleficent? Which just means i don't know she she falls in love with her
1: adopted daughter like (laughs) (laughs) that movie was weird i really just wanted her to be like a badass witch and it's like no she's just a kind mom
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so what that movie was
1: yeah she just loves her kid that's all
0: Oh, oh my goodness uh, but, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, oh,
1: and I'll have my opinions on Halloween Kills, which will be the last horror movie of October I will have watched.
0: I cannot wait to hear your opinion. I'm so excited. Uh, but you can find us on Abnormal Mapping, abnormalmapping.com slash Badland Girls with all of our episodes. And if you go to badlandgirls.com, there you can find our season one of episodes, which is over a 100, I believe. And uh, so check out all the Badland Girls things we've ever said since 2012. How exciting.
1: <laughs> yes, there's a whole archive to uncover.
0: Yeah. And then uh, you can also email us at badlandgirls at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who emailed us questions. And then you can uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, also check out Destiny on her other podcast about film, Repertory Screenings. And uh, that is all I have to say. Destiny, do you have anything else to say?
1: Have a happy Halloween.
0: Yeah. Have a good one, everyone. And until next time,
1: always always pizza rolls. rolls.
0: Happy Halloween. Spooky.
1: Scary.